This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and all other podcast platforms. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at podmania.co.uk. Let's do this. By my Gato to my Jay White, my Taki Michinoki to my Zack Sabre Jr. And, of course, my Dick Togo to my evil, it's <laughs> Rob Goodwin. Hello. I think I might be the first and last time I'm ever referred to as Dick Togo. Uh, Nick, Nick, don't be so sure about that, Dick. Um, <laughs> what, what, welcome to Pure Mania. I, I've been calling this a Purecast for the past two weeks, and Rob keeps getting annoyed at me. Basically, it's the Young Lion, but monthly, because, oh my god, there's, now that New Japan's back, there's so much fucking wrestling in the world. We, we instantly went from no wrestling at all to instantly, with this, with Stardom, and with everything else we watched, just far too much wrestling to keep on top of. Yeah, like, I was going through this weird period of, like, looking at weird stuff. I, I watched, like, an, a 2AW match and then decided I'm never going to watch 2AW again. Um, I watched, like, I've been dipping my toes in different things, but now I'm like, yeah. But then again, I might be stepping away from New Japan for a bit, because, oh my god, I, I have thoughts on the cup, I have thoughts on Dominion. But you might notice it's not just an allusion to New Japan in the name. We're also going to be talking about other pure shit, just touching on it for the most part. Like, if we haven't watched it, we haven't watched it, but I do want to bring mention to that. So I'm going to bring mention to three different promotions very quickly before we jump into a main topic today, which is the New Japan Cup and Dominion. Um, first of all, um, Swammer had his first triple crown defense in All Japan, which was actually, I, d- I don't know what to make of the match. I d- I'm going to assume you haven't seen it, Rob. Um, I haven't. I've seen the Suwama uh, Kento match now, um, but I, d- I don't even know it's against his uh, first defense. You know what? I've forgotten his name. <laughs> um, it's one of the guys from Wrestle 1. That's been like one interesting thing, like seeing where everyone from Wrestle One is um, landing now that that promotion's done. Yeah, some have been landing in uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. Some have been landing in Dragon Gate, and I know quite a few of them haven't they all aligned and created a faction in All Japan? I think so. I haven't actually been watching a ton of All Japan. Basically, I've been watching the um, title matches, but like since it's been the Cup, there's been not a ton going on. But um, yeah, that that much happened, and it was, I don't know how to. Mm, like it, it's one of those matches where I think it could be anything from like five out of ten average to like eight out of ten. What were the issues with it? I think I don't know if there's any issue. Like it was a it was a tad long, but like that's sort of just what you get in all Japan, and like we normally pace it quite well. Like I don't know. I think it's just for weirdness because. Okay, you know how, like, um, when Okada lost the belt to Kenny, it was weird for you because you'd never known an IWGP champion but Okada? So because it's not Kento Miyahari, you're finding it hard to adjust? Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of getting used to Swammer's cadence because he has a very different cadence to Miyahari. He sort of saw that in the 
um, match against Mia Howard. Like, he's not as explosive, but also, like, he hits harder. I don't know. I've, I just assume being on a bigger guy in the match is going to go shorter. It's weird. I just... I need to rewatch. I think. I think I need to watch it again and just, like, without... so Because going into a Triple Crown title defense, just obviously my mind jumps to, oh, it's going to be like a Mia Howard match. And of course it isn't, because it's Mia Howard isn't in the match. But also, um, Koji... I can't, I, I've, he's been champ... I can't say it. Koji, I'm so bad, but he won the more contendership for the junior title, which I'm looking forward to because the junior champion um, right now, who is, I keep forgetting the name, <laughs> I am awful at this, um, Yokosuka, has had a really good reign given like who he's been given. He's been given people like Akira Francesco, who is just sort of this really thin fucking Italian indie boy. And I'm like, I'm not into that. I'm really not into that. So um, I look forward to seeing if that's any good. Because New Japan has never really had much emphasis on its junior division, but it sort of has recently. Like it's had more junior title matches than I remember there being last year already. So, yeah, from what I've seen of Koji Uemoto, he's great. Um, obviously, what I've seen of um, Yokozuka—that's right, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, from what it was all pretty much based in the tournament for the vacant championship and. He was my favorite in the tournament, but again, I'm that sure. should be an absolutely outstanding match. You know, that should be a great match. I have no issue with that. I actually preferred, I forget, I forgot his name, which is Bobby, another guy who had the kick pads but no boots. Sano, Sato, one of yes. Sato. I preferred him, but I think it's mostly because of his look. It's a very unique look, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I don't know, it's like the no. Boots with kick pads, that's something you see way more in like Joshi than you do in like Pure. But yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, Noah, this is the one I know the least about, but um, about a month ago today, um, I did see this match Goshiyazaki versus um, Hakatushi Saito, which was really good. Um, half an hour epic, so like if you're not really into into that sort of thing you're not going to like it but it was really good um as it would be goji Izaki is great he plays a great fucking old veteran and yeah it was on the anniversary of masawa's death i believe it was either his death or his birthday and shizaki won the mo slogan so like that was a nice little touch i just want to bring mention to that noah seems to actually be doing really well with no crowd but the issue i have with noah it's all the same as I have with New Japan right now. The matches are too long, and I'm not invested enough in most of the roster to, you know, ha- invest in, like, two half-hour main events. From what I've seen of the empty arena sort of era, should I say, um, the two promotions that I've seen that have done really, really well in Japan are Dragon Gate and DDT. Oh, we're about to go on to DDT, actually, because I actually have proper thoughts on DDT. Um... But yeah, like um, Nakajima's champion right now, which I'm going to assume is really good, but also, like, again, I don't have time to... Well, not time, I just don't have the energy to watch so many half-hour epics. Like, there's only so much energy a man has for that kind of thing. Like, it's sort of why AEW sort of burns me out, because they try to go, like, for match of the year contenders every week, don't hit, and it's just sort of exhausting. It's weird that both members of Axis have got the two top championships in nowhere now. I don't know if it's weird. Like, I'm pretty sure, because everyone I know who watches Noah is really enjoying that. I think it, that's just weird to us with New Japan because we're so used to tag teams being an afterthought. Like, if someone's like a known tag team wrestler, even if they're really good, they're not getting a title shot. 
Yeah, I, it's not a bad thing by any stretch of the imagination. If if anything, it elevates it elevates the tag division. You know, when the tag division is filled with two people who are, you know, your your primary and your secondary singles champions, then it's obviously going to do great things. From what I've seen of Nakajima, I'm absolutely over the moon that he's champion. There were rumors that he was going to be jumping ship to where. Uh, to New Japan, and there were rumours that the Master Watto gimmick was going to be Nakajima, which, thank fuck, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, because now we because we, we stand Watto, just to... We stand Watto in this house. Spoilers. Um, does last non-New Japan pure news, I'm not going to touch on Joshi, because that's what the starting cast is for. Um, DDT had wrestled Peter Pan last month, and I, I didn't watch day one, um, but I did watch day two. But first of all, um, I, f- I forget my name, but Dexter is the um, Iron Man champion again. Who was that? Sorry, the Sexter. Um, oh God. Um, Yoshihiku. Right, right. The, the Iron Man title isn't like a proper title. It's like the twenty four seven title. Yeah, but it can be won by any object. And like, if you don't know, this, these objects include um, the Sexter. Um, tables, ladders, um, I'm pretty sure it's been held by a chair, um, a young Hanakamura, and at one point, and I can't find the footage of this for the life of me, the belt itself. The idea of the belt pinning the belt is is an amusing one, I definitely. Don't, I don't know how that happened. I want to find out how that happened. Um, also, Joey White, Ryan lost it to a, in a dream to his wife. Um, Jack the Job has held it twice from Coteholic. <laughs> I, I just don't know how to respond to that. Um, but yeah, like it's weird. Like, but I did watch watch Rat Peter Pan, and it was actually a properly strong show. Um, like, I, I didn't expect it to be. I expected it to be like a few hours. I watched day two of it, and I expected it to be like bollocks. Right, I expected it to like amuse me, but like nothing's going to stick with me. But day two of Rat Peter Pan is an honest to god great show. So, like, just to quickly. Go through what happened, um, and then also give some recommendations. Um, Antonio Honda and Toro Iwashi had a 1,000 chops match that lasted throughout the first half of this show, but it wasn't like the one match. It kept cutting to it because basically every chop gave 100 yen to um, Corona Relief. So they realized we can get more money. We just walk around slapping each other. That's such an amazing idea. What an amazingly unique concept. So, like, we just kept... Because we, we really went out of the first part of the sh- match, and then they just kept... We, so, like, it cut... So, when it went to the next match, which was the Tokyo Joshi Pro um, showcase, it doesn't really stick with you, um, with you, but Yuki Sakasaki is really good. I'd like to get into TJPW, but my main issue is it's not subtitled, like, stardom, so, like, it's not as easy to get into. And there's more... So, like, from what I've seen... Um, it's more it's more promo heavy. It's more story driven through dialogue, like because it's a DBT promotion. So that's an issue we have. Also, like TJPW fans are fucking weirder than Stardom fans. Like, oh my god, that's so because it has a real focus on like idol culture, which is just weird. But yeah, it was a, it was a nice little uh, match. I mean, it cut back. I'm just gonna go over everything that happened with Honda and Owashi. So we went backstage. We're hitting each other while checking Twitter. And then we were like, I'm hungry. Do you want to go get dinner? So they go off to get dinner. 
And then they're not allowed in the restaurant because of corona restrictions. So they, so instead of that, they run barge into the kitchen, steal the food, and kidnap the owner. What? What and the ends. fuck is going on? Yeah, and it ends right. And, uh, like, I'm sorry if I get like certain details wrong. I'm trying, and it's just broad strokes, but like, it ends with them in the locker room. They get to the final, um, the final bits of the chops. They achieve all the money for corona relief, and then the guy. What and the other guy who owns the restaurant walks in, tries to free him, and we're like, "If you slap him, you give money to Corona Relief." So it just ends with him slapping his boss. <laughs> That's amazing. Anyway, um, there was an extreme title match between um, Shinya Oaki and Yukinaya. Um, it was fine, nothing special. Apart from him, I had um, Maki Ito um, practicing in the back, which was funny. She didn't stop singing, even though these like massive men were like fighting inches from her. Um, and then Maki Ito and Chris Brooks took on Sakayaki and Sakaguchi from Eruption. And this was a funny match, mostly because Maki Ito and Chris Brooks are really funny together. I've not seen much Maki Ito. Basically, all I see is like weirdos posting about her in Joshi groups. Like, and it sort of turned me off wanting to be like wanting to see what she's like because you know what vocal fan bases can do to a product. But she was really funny here. Like, um, so um, Sakaguchi is like this, like legit looking badass so and it's mixed tag so like every time she he was tagged in he would she'd like run out of the ring go backstage and peek through the curtains going chris get him get him (laughs) that's actually funny but like um the reason i want to talk about the show is the top three matches all of which delivered amazingly so it was harashima and naramachi marafuji taking on asuka not the one you're thinking of it is confusing and now um, it's great. Like you have the ace of DDT in Hiroshima, a living legend of the scene with Marafuji, and then two great upstarts in Asuka and Mao. And it was great. Like really good back and forth. Thirsty Marafuji is really best Marafuji. It's hard to explain. But this is a really fun match. And then like the KOD tag title match between um Natlas and Stronghearts. You'll know Stronghearts from AEW as T Hawk and Lindemann. Yep. And that was really good. Like blows basically any most tag matches i've seen this year out of the water it has because of corona like any tag division so i've been thrown by the wayside because most and most people have been pumped into um singles feuds where they can be um especially in places like new japan but this is really good this blows any heavyweight championship fight from um tag championship fight from new japan this year out of the water it's just really strong tag wrestling like a few, the only thing holding it back was there was like some like obvious moments of miscommunication, but they didn't let it hurt them, so that was fun. And then the main event was Tatsuya Endo versus Masato Tanaka. Just a great match. Just went like it didn't feel twenty six minutes. Despite the fact it was twenty six minutes, um, Masato Tanaka, I think his run with the KOD Openweight Title is the best run of the year so far. Like of any champion has been my favorite champion to watch maybe kento miyahara but he that's more hold from last year than it is this year whereas tanaka i think he had like five defenses and we were all must watch you've you've raved a lot about tanaka especially in the podmania group um there's there's a misconception that i must admit i shared for a long long time that ddt is just comedy wrestling and the idea that it is just comedy wrestling sort of completely it completely turned me off the product i'm not gonna lie but because you know i've seen a lot on twitter about you know the the main matches really really deliver and then the more that you've watched you've said the more you know those main matches they really are very very good and especially tanaka who you seem to be very very high on at the moment maybe i'll Um, check it out 
Um, thing is with DDT, like the comedy definitely is there, and I can understand why it's a turn off. I thought it was all comedy at first, which is why I was interested, to be honest, because I'm like, oh, this would be an easy thing to watch. But like the comedy's mostly on the undercard or at main events, smaller shows. And then like on like normal shows, you have mad six man tags, and on like big shows, yeah, the title matches are great. Because when you look at that main event scene, you saw that you have Marafuji like going in and out of there because of the Noah because um, of the Noah connection, you have Noah guys going in and out, but then like in terms of who's there, there's Mal, there's Hiroshima, there's Asuka, there's um, Tatsuya Endo, who's the new champion, you have everyone in, in Eruption is great, because even if you look at DDC's weekly show, now I don't watch every weekly show, but like there's always a few matches where I'm like, ooh, I'm interested now, because Janaka Yama's in DDT now, and apparently he's, I haven't seen any of his matches yet, but like everyone I know who watches DDT has been raving about his output, which I'm surprised about, because like as an All Japan fan, I just see him in like, oh, the old man tags were like Tajirian shit, but like apparently he's been doing really good. And like the six man tags are apparently pure, pure madness. And also, um, this is a match I've seen Sakiaki versus um, Make Us Atomora. Great stuff. It's all really fun stuff. Oh, maybe I'll check it out. Maybe. It's not going to blow. If, yeah, it'll probably not blow your mind. Like if you, if you have the choice between watching DDT and a promotion you follow, pick the promotion you follow. But like if you have nothing else to watch, which is how I ended up on DDT. It's definitely worth a watch. Um, at the very least, I'd recommend watching Tanaka's match, um, Masato Tanaka's matches with Tetsuya Endo, um, Hiroshima, and Mao, all of which are great. The other ones, they're still great, but like not quite as good, not quite on that level. So, yeah, that's other pure locations. Like we'll, when there's down weeks on New Japan, we'll definitely try and talk about more other pure, um, pure but. New Japan's our main focus. New Japan's why we do this mainly. Although, again, we have thoughts. Which brings me on, Robert, to the New Japan Cup. Now, we're going to talk about people's like individual cup um, performance when we get to them their matches at Dominion. So for now, we're just going to talk about like our favourite thing about the cup and then touch on the finals. So, um, favorite... give me your top three favourite matches of the cup. Okay, so... A top three matches just on in-ring output, um, like my style. Um, you're gonna obviously Suzuki Nagata because just hosses beating the shit out of each other. Both me and you are never ever gonna complain if we get two old men literally hammering the shit out of each other. Nagata, despite the fact that he's 125, can still hang with whoever he's put in the ring with. Just a shame that my pick in Suzuki didn't go through. Um, massive fan of Shingo and Show. I think that's another match that every time they do it, it does not disappoint. Um, and then you look at Hiromu versus Ishii, which you know, I know that we, I think we both highlighted in our um, in our brackets as a potential to be an absolute masterclass and it really really was there's one moment in particular that I'm thinking of um, which someone gifted in our discord which was horrendous where Ishii lariats um, Tana- Takahashi and Takahashi obviously you know coming back from that broken neck and that horror injury he sustained um, taking that bump almost directly on his neck it was it was awful but it was it was glorified chaos. It was great. It was really, really fun to watch. Um, it was the only match, I think, of the New Japan Cup for me that got 10 out of 10. Um, I think I gave Shingo 9. I think I gave the Suzuki match 9. Um, 
but yeah, there's been there's been other flashes. You know, there's been good matches. I really enjoyed um, the Hiromu versus Yano match. Just the, all the complete bollocks that went with that. It's <laughs> um, actually one of my favorite matches of the because like what we'll come on to um, Raphaelin going like the no crowds when we get to Okada, but. Um, so very few, like there's so very few people who took advantage of the no crowd. I think Hiromu and Yano were one of them because they were like, we can literally just do fucking anything, and they did. Like the match ended um, with Yano being thrown in the elevator. That's some DDT shit. Like I don't know. And I'm sorry. Continue. No, that's right. I was going to say the exact same thing. I mean, when you've got no crowd, you have got license to do something completely crazy, but you've also got to do something that is completely out of your comfort zone. Now, uh, I'm going to preface everything that we say on this podcast by saying that I found New Japan really, really difficult to get into over the last, what, couple of, since the 14th of June when they came back with the Together Project show. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it is the commentary. I don't know if it's the direction they've gone in. I I don't know if it's the no crowd. It's just I found it very, very, very difficult to get on board with and to watch in large chunks. Dominion I watched in, I think, four chunks. The New Japan final, I pretty much watched a match and then stopped, with the exception of the Wat- the Master Watto match. Um, it's just... Best match of the last few weeks. Yeah, it's just been... It's been hard going. And I don't know what it is, Chris. I can't put my finger on it. But I've, I have found it... I've found it hard work. What I found hard with New Japan is just more interesting things have been happening. I, I found this an alright cup in terms of match, match quality. It's fairly hard to go wrong. Everyone in New Japan is crisp, even people um, that people don't like. In terms of matches I very quickly want to highlight, I found Evil versus Goto much better than it had any right to be. I thought that was like one of the top five matches of the cup to make. Um, I think part of it was it didn't go overly long, but and if it did, it didn't feel like it. Eve, like Evil's run throughout this cup actually wasn't too bad until the final. Like he had a he had a decent match with Kojima, which like that's no small feat, even if Kojima can still kind of go. It sort of um, e- like- it sort of echoed for me his match with Shingo at Dominion this time. Well, yeah, in June last year, they had a very yeah. very you know a very solid match. Then we gave it seven, and this that was very reminiscent of that. Yeah, no, exactly. And um, like Kojima's not going to blow you blow you away anymore. He hasn't had a blow away match I think since 2017. But like for his age, he's doing fine. Um, his match with Goto again is one of my favorite matches. I really, really enjoyed that one. Like it got over a lot of the evil evil bollocks because Goto just wrestled him and it was grand. Um, the Yoshihashi match was short. It was, and I must admit. <laughs> I know, obviously, Yoshihashi and Yo- Yoshihashi cannot catch a fucking break, can he? Um, he, Him and Yo were injured, I think, from what I've read, Yo's is significantly worse than Yoshihashi's. Yep. What I've heard. Um, wait, can I very quickly say, a lot of people are like, good, I hope Yoshihashi never turns back. Fuck off. Yeah, I, I must admit, I've not seen anything like that, but if you are thinking that, then just don't. It's, uh, it's uncalled yeah, for, it's unnecessary. And... It's the New Japan Facebook group, and mostly see that. And, and what's weird is, like, I can't imagine people who, like, legitimately disdain Yoshihashi. Like, there's a lot of people who legitimately disdain him actually watch the product. Yeah, I mean, it, he is boring. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying he's blow away, but, like, he's 
he's fine and like he doesn't step above a station like he knows his role and he plays his role well he came back to this cup he got new gear he looked a f- he looked far leaner he looked more defined and it looked you know he had a he pulled a good match out of Hiroshi Tenzan for God's sake. Yeah. Last thing, Yoshihashi is incredibly solid. A lot of his moves don't pop even when they shit. But like he's not bad, he's just a bit uncharismatic. Like I'd I'd rather watch a Yoshihashi ma- match than an Okada match, mostly because Yoshihashi matches are much shorter. <laughs> that I think that's one of the big things for me. New Japan, even though they had no crowd and the entire premise of wrestling at the moment with with the no crowd is difficult to watch anyway. Um, they sort of understood that with the shortened cards, you know, not having the three or four undercard tags on and things like that. But even so, when your main events are going, what, 25, 30 minutes, it's difficult, difficult to watch. And obviously, I know that the, the cup has 20 minute time limits, but some of them were very, very, very close to that 20 minute time limit. And they didn't need to be. Some matches went over 20. Well, that's in the first round, I guess. Um, well, we'll go into people's individual performance in the cup as we go along. But in terms of what I want to highlight, other than what we already have, I think um, Takahashi and Homna throughout the first round was really good. Like, much better than I expected. Takahashi's got the MVP. He like everyone he faced. He had the best match with them of their run. Yes, Actually, with the exception of I think Okada because I we, I like the Nagata match. But I have my thoughts on Okada, and we'll get onto that. Oh my fucking god, will we get onto that? Um, so we're gonna quickly move on to the cup final. I'm not gonna bore any of you with the tag matches because who cares? Apart from I, I am enjoying the Gabriel Kidd versus the Dads narrative on these undercard tags. Yeah, um, Gabriel Kidd's done very, very well. There are, there are moments where he noticeably struggles with the pacing, but that is when he's yeah. um, that's when he's put with uh, people like Ishimori. I saw him struggle a little bit with an exchange with Taguchi, um, but again, you know, he's a young lad. He's acclimatizing to a completely different style, and he's doing it very, very well. Um, I think he's, like I said, I think he's fantastic and I think he is going to be really, really good in the future. He's going to be another one like Yota Suji, who I am massively, massively impressed by. Um, he's going to be another one who I can see hossing it in that never division. I can see, I, in terms of division, I agree with you. In terms of like who he is, I see him as a Juice Robinson type where like he was a solid wrestler where he was and he decided... I want to be better. I want to be among this class who I like. So he decided to go with New Japan, much as Chief Robinson decided to go with New Japan to start over. Yes, learn the fundamentals like I already know, but going through that dojo will make me better, so I want to be better. Yeah, absolutely. And having that run in the New Japan Cup, yeah, sure, he only had one match, I know. But being in that New Japan Cup and being with the talent he's been with in this run is is going to be beneficial to him. Even if he loses every match and gets squashed in every match, that experience he's going to get is going to be hugely beneficial. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, he's, I'm looking forward to all of this crop of young lions. Speaking of young lion, Rob, we had a return of a young lion. <laughs> My boy, I love him. He's my son. Um, Master Wato took on Devaki. And 
What did you think? Um. Okay. So let let's let's just let's break this down. Um. So the the vignette started of what can only be described as something from Mortal Kombat. Um. Arriving, sort of doing the kung fu poses and this was when people were sort of speculating wildly that it could be nakajima um but it was wato and um he's got some manner of karate slash sort of weird martial arts gimmick um i'm not a fan of the gimmick and i know quite a few people are not a fan of the gimmick i saw quite an interesting par- i love it i saw an interesting parallel which i'll get to you in a moment um I thought in ring he looked brilliant. He didn't miss a step. Um, he looked solid, strong, and when he tagged with Tenzan at Dominion, I thought that he was the best thing on that team. He felt like the biggest thing on that team, which I thought was good. Um, they've clearly investing a lot of time in him. I see bright things in his future. It'll be interesting to see if he remains as part of the main unit. Um, I think with all the <laughs> random different alignments we've got in new japan i think um sticking with the the main unit might not be a bad idea but yeah overall thought he looked great i like his finisher the rpp looks crisp what, the spy- the spy yeah look it crisp looked really good i'd miss that move because aj styles used to do it and then he stopped doing it because i, I imagine there's torch on your back oh i imagine he's you know aj is like four thousand years old so he's been wrestling yeah, since the 1800s Wato's only my age. Oh my god. Well, I am. I think. Well, unless I'm very much mistaken, he was supposed to debut earlier, but I think he got injured. Um, he was in Mexico, wasn't he? He was the welterweight champion in CMLL. Ah, how many belts does CMLL have? Uh, uh, at least eighty. <laughs> I'm sure they've got like a middleweight, a welterweight, a heavyweight, a featherweight, a strawweight. They're like the UFC. Um. I like how like that that's the most legitimate part of CMLL. <laughs> you know, CMLL championships. Um, Champion. I um I was I must admit I must admit you know for all the shit we give um Dookie and his many many pronunciations of his name I must admit he held his own that springboard DDT now that you know we've got it down and it's not as dodgy as it was in that best of the Super Juniors it's it's a pretty sick looking move. We can't deny that. Um, okay, so here's the thing about CMLL. Um, we have so many belts that Wikipedia has put them into three categories. There you go. There's 13 in one category. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in another. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in another. It's just There's just an unnecessary number of belts. I know, like at least in UFC, it is like what is is, and so many people have just held on to them for so long. There's one that's been held for like three thousand days or something stupid like that. Hang on, but because just in the regional championships, um, eight hundred days, six hundred days, nine hundred days, nine hundred fifty days. Here we go. Um, the oh. The trios championship is been held by for seventeen hundred and seventeen days. That's the one I was thinking of. Sorry. Um, the CMML World Women's Championship has been held for one thousand five hundred and eighty six days. 
Um, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, just I, I can't imagine how people watch Bleacher week to week just because just from the outside it looks like such a mess. Anyway, in terms of my thoughts on Watto, I love him. Like he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be one of these people I'm gonna forever blindly love now. Like he just came out looking all fucking ridiculous, and I'm like, I instantly love you. Are you a fan of the blue hair? Yes, of course I fucking am. Have you seen the thing that's bandied about at the moment with um? It just says, "Oh, Watto will never go with this gimmick. Watto's too young. Watto's," and then it's got a picture of Okada and that really goofy-looking picture at Wrestle Kingdom six from his match card. Uh, I think the difference is we, me and you, have sort of the conspiracy that like that was definitely planned. I don't think this is planned. I think this is just legitimately Watto. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's time. Time will tell, but like he doesn't look as stupid. Like he actually looks good. It's just like people are questioning his gimmick. I think it is the gimmick that sort of gives it away. And then, <laughs> and then of all the people to pit him in his debut match against to do it with Dowkey, it seems it seemed bizarre. But then they, like I say, they had a really really good match at the Cup final. I thought it was a, I thought it was a legitimate seven star match. Daluki looked amazing. Yeah. Master Ma- Master Watto looked fantastic, and you know everyone benefited because everyone is talking. I, I haven't seen a single person that is negative about Watto's debut, aside from his ridiculous hair and gimmick. Apart from that, everyone seems to be positive on it, and why not? Maybe, maybe he's doing that to throw people off guard. So then, when he's it's like crouching tiger, hidden dragon, it's like that shit. I'll be honest. <laughs> when they lost at Dominion. Um, it cut to him and Tenzan um, walking to the back and clearly Watto had rubbed his fingers through his hair because his hair was fucking enormous <laughs> anyway let's quickly go into this cup final it was Evil versus Kazuchika Okada it was half an hour long and there's dick all to fucking talk about in this match um, can I quickly yeah. about Okada's cup Every match he had was too long. Every match he had was too long. The only one that I thought was like at his standard of eight hours ten or higher was Nagata, and that's because like old man Nagata decided to bump fucking circles around Okada. He tries to do this whole submission thing throughout the whole cup, and like he builds up, and again he got got here, and he and it didn't really feel like all that much of a factor. Like, I understand like it was some of a factor, but like it didn't. I think it's just because it was evil. It didn't feel like it factored in all that much so I've actually used it throughout the whole thing even when, even like the map there's one match on here that's like a merciful a merciful 15 minutes long as, as opposed to like the 25 half an hour fucking epics he's been going for and it was with Gato, so even when Okada has a 15 minute fucking match it's too long look I know that you have an issue with Okada's match lengths, I agree with you okay when you've got your opening match against Gado, which, let's face it, no way should it be touching 50 minutes, and absolutely no way should it be main eventing that night. However, I think Okada plays so much on a crowd, and I think no, every other wrestler was able to sort of change different things. He's the only, he's the only one on this and Barost right now who's calling for more fans because he needs some if he doesn't have a fan like that's the thing it sort of exposed the issues with Okada because like 
I don't know. I've, most per- other people, the only person, other person I think legitimately struggled with no crowd is Tai Chi, and that's because he does dastardly heel shit, right? Okada, on the other, he's the ace, right? He should be able to adapt to not only his opponents but his surroundings, and he can't. Like he seemingly can't deviate from what he knows. Like I hate comparing it, but like look at him versus say Kento Miyahara. This is three defenses this year were all completely different kinds of matches. You had sort of the equals rivals matches match with Jake Lee. You had the coming from behind um, arm match with um, Yuma, and then you had the um, cocky upstart versus angry veteran match with Swammer. Okada, like, I, I'm sure he's done it before, and I know he's done it before, but he does he doesn't seem to do do it nowadays. And what this demo also showed to me is, like, because he went up against two juniors, is how much he's slowed down. He's a far cry from the Okada that he was going up against Omega and going a million miles an hour. And then he's going up against Takahashi and Ishimori, and I get they're, like, a step faster right. than Omega. Stop, 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 stop. You're comparing the main event of a Wrestle Kingdom with round two of an empty arena New Japan Cup. But he's still okay. But he's still okay. Then let's compare it to the G1 match. Both went around the same amount of time. Both of which with competitors that are faster than you. Both of which uh, were matches where you should be the tastemaker. And he he managed it in that match, but he didn't manage it in like all of his matches here. Felt so step like so sterile, like they were put together with a fucking airfix kit. I agree with you. Okay, his matches were relatively dull. Okay, but that's got to fall on the bookers as well. That's not just on Okada. You can't book thirty-minute matches without without a crowd and expect people to be invested in them because they're not. And yes, Okada did need to change certain things, and to a certain extent, he did. He bought in the submission move. Is it the best submission no. move? It's certainly better than the one he was utilizing in his first year. <laughs> I I forgot about that. It's it's better. It doesn't make it good. Like I don't I don't know. I people have managed to make twenty plus minute matches work in during the cup. Like again, look and understand they're about between five and seven minutes shorter than any other card match. But look at. Um, Nagata versus Ish, um, not Ishii, Nagata versus Suzuki, and they made that work. You can't tell me that like those two old men can make that work, and Okada was two of the best workers in the company, couldn't make a, t- a 25 minute match work. Okay, but on the same flip side of that, you cannot say, and you cannot say hand on heart, that this has been a blow away cup. Not one person, apart from, <laughs> you know, okay, Takahashi. He's had a good tournament, but that's because he knows one speed and he's a fucking lunatic. Ishii has had an okay tournament. You know, he's had good matches. Show and Shingo. I Sonata. Sonata was very good. His match with Evil in the in the semifinals was at, was probably okay, one of my Evil. matches. Like, okay, if we just look at the um, at the semis, right? So you have Okada, Takahashi, great match. Sonata, Evil, right? Yeah, all of them. Who had the worst cup? It was Okada. Right, but you're you're the way you are putting your point across is making it sound like Okada has had the worst cup. 
No, he hasn't. Not at all. When you're drawn, uh, uh, when you're drawn against Gado in the first round, I don't care if you're the best fucking wrestler in the world. Okay, and this is no disrespect to Gado. You are not going to get an absolute banger out of Gado. Yes, it went too long. I am perfectly aware of that. That's not Okada's fault. Okay, his match against Nagata, yeah, like fantastic. His match against um, Hiromu, great. His match against Evil went a little bit too long. Yes, I completely agree with that, and it certainly lacked the fire that the Sonata match the year before had. But you. He hasn't had a bad tournament, okay? You compared it to his G1 Climax. Yeah, absolutely. But again, you are comparing an empty arena, New Japan Cup, where he's already won the one prior. He's not going to win it again to set up a match with Naito when we've just had that at Wrestle Kingdom. You're comparing that to the G1, which is the most prestigious tournament in New Japan. Of course he's going to pull out all the stops in the G1, okay? Everyone, I think everyone honestly can say that most people coasted through that tournament. I understand most people didn't have their best matches in the tournament, but my God, it felt like people tried much harder than... Like, again, you look at the four people in that block, just in terms of what they have there. Okada very, most easily had the dullest tournament out of a lot of them. And it's not like they were all up against great competition. I mean, in the first two matches, um, Hiromu drew Homna and Yana and worked with their strengths and weaknesses to make those matches work. Yeah. No, I, I agree Okada with that. Didn't... It's, my, it's my problem with Okada. He doesn't change his style to suit his opponent, let alone suit his context. And I understand the half-hour matches aren't his fault. The half-hour matches feeling almost indistinguishable from each other this was the same complaint you had about evil not not four months ago it is the same complaint i have about had about evil not four months ago and with the exception of some of his performances in this tournament i had the same complaints about evil because that because that match with naito had a lot of the same evil trappings i don't think in the next well let's put it this way come the end of the tournament and come dominion Absolutely no one was talking about Okada. No one was. Because, okay, do you want to talk about this match very quickly? Unfortunately, it... it, Unfortunately, this match kind of proves my point. (laughs) Mate, I don't disagree with your point. I don't disagree with your point. What I do disagree with is that Okada was the only one phoning it in. I don't... That's the thing, but, like, there's a difference between... And like a lower cat, like Sonata, despite having a bunch of really good performances, was kind of phoning it in. The only difference is Sonata is an undercard guy and Okada is your ace. Like Tanahashi didn't really phone it no, in. No, he had one match. Like, and, I know he only had one match, but my God, did he fucking try. Yeah, but again, if, you, if you're getting the entire tournament, if you're getting the distance, then you are going to have to put some stuff in reserve. Tanahashi had one match, lost to Taichi. Fair. Anyway, back to this match. <laughs> Is there anything to add? There's not much to actually talk about here. Cause that's it's like any other Evil versus Okada match you've ever seen and the love diminishing returns sort of fuck this. Because this happens basically every year in the G1. And like, I don't think anything's going to touch the King of Pro Wrestling match from um, 2017. Yeah, with the exception of Evil winning, this is the formula for both people. And unfortunately, it didn't make for the most interesting match. I think everyone had sort of 
sort of got it in their head that Evil was going to win because you're not going to have Okada back-to-back wins and you're not going to have Okada back-to-back wins to then win the championship back off Naito because Japan would riot. Um, but it it was okay. It's It's not a new Japan Cup final that is going to live in my memory long because, again, like you say, it's a match that we've seen Okada and Evil have many, many times before and it's completely, completely indecipherable from its G1 predecessors. That's an issue when you throw two people who have ostensibly the same matches over and over again, which is weird because like Ishii has ostensibly the same match over and over again, but he changes just a little bit for each opponent. Like he ostensibly throws the same moves, but like he either fucks with the cadence or sells differently or something. These two just don't. No, and again, you look at Okada, you know, the Rainmaker pose, the elbow, the, you know, the running elbow tackle. It's all crowd-based. His entire offense is crowd-based. So without a crowd, he is, in essentially, going to struggle. But it's not just that, like, the crowd-based, but, like, even with the same pieces, you can make a different puzzle. That doesn't... That doesn't... That statement doesn't hold up under heavy scrutiny. But again, you look at basically... and like. You look at May, right, in Stardom. She has ostensibly the same kind of match. She's normally working from behind. She's normally doing the same moves. But, like, her match with Momo is distinct from a match with Kagetsu. Her match with Kagetsu is distinct from a match with Ahura. A match with um, Ahura is distinct from a match with Saki. Same thing with Miara. In every Miara match, you're going to have um, the tease of a shutdown suplex. You're going to have about half a billion fucking knee strikes, etc. But he, change, he changes how he sells. He changes something in each each match. I look at Okada's IWGP Championship mat, um, matches from last year. Um, we've been from the Jay White one, because Jay White can make anything interesting. Um, against Sonata, he's Vieto Okada. Against Jericho, he's Vieto Okada. Against Suzuki, he's Vieto Okada. The only reason that Suzuki match stands out is because it was in front of a really fucking hot crowd. See, I disagree. I think his Suzuki match was far, far, far different from the other title the other title defenses. I'd say the Jericho and the Suzuki ones are quite similar, but I would say that you know he was very yeah okay in the Sonada one he was the he was the arrogant champion, but in the Suzuki one he was very much the champion beaten pillar to post fighting from underneath. I think they're two very, very, very different styles of matches. Okay, Suzuki was about. I very much under value the Suzuki one, but like for, for the rest of his defenses, they did kind of mesh and he didn't change up his style, which again, it's kind of like he could have changed up his style against Ishimori. In fact, he had against him like Ishimori, he had to change up his style and he didn't. He just let Ishimori do his shit, Str- um, struggled to keep up and then started doing all kinds of things. Yeah, his match against Ishimori was quite by the numbers. It was the same with Hiromi. I was really disappointed about Hiromi match because that's what happened. Because same thing happened about Ben in the Ishimori match for me, where like Hiromu did, he let Hiromu get his stuff in, and then like started doing the Okada shit. See, I did, I didn't mind it in the Hiromu match. I thought the Hiromu match there was enough to make it an entertaining you know, I, match. It's sort of like I, I'm more biased towards the Kota Ibushi match, and you sort of see that in, the, in our ratings difference between DSJ and Bushi. You're a bit more, you're a bit biased towards Hiromu matches because he's one of your favorites. So, like, you're just happy to see Hiromu matches. I am happy to see Hiromu matches, but I think that Hiromu has more of a personality than Ishimori. Well, yeah, he, def- he definitely does. You know who he also has more uh, personality than? Okada. Everyone has more of a personality than Okada. 
Fucking Dookie wears a mask. He has more personality than Okada. I completely disagree with you. Completely disagree with you. But I have a feeling that's something that we're going to disagree on with a lot. So, so the only um, good thing to come out of this match, this pile of dog shit match, I give it five out of ten. It's bang average for me. I gave it six. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not going to argue with a six, but like, yeah, it's an, it's not a blowaway match by any means. The only good thing was the angle at the end because this I thought this was legitimately well done. When Nigel comes out, it's what always happens. Um, especially when a faction leader is going to face a um, faction subordinate, does the LIJ thing. I'm like, oh, this is cute. Um, evil goes up to him, suddenly does too sweet. Everything is evil. The rest of Bullet Club came out. This illustrated two things. One, um, that, that was shocking. Oh my God, I, le- I, I legit didn't see that coming. Maybe a turn, not Bullet Club. Um, second of all, how anemic Bullet Club currently is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, without JY, without the Tongans, um, they are struggling somewhat. Uh, I want to bring your attention uh, to the fact that even though they are anemic, look how many fucking people came out. <laughs> there was still five people that came out. So, yeah. And this is something that I wanted to talk about. You have got Evil, who has turned on LIJ, turned his back on Naito. That I agree with that. For God's sake, his name is Evil, and you didn't think he was going to turn? Um, My issue is not with the Evil turn and with what happened at Dominion, because I do have a slight problem with that. I feel like if you are going to have Evil turn on LIJ, why have him join Bullet Club? Now, I have nothing against Bullet Club, but in that entire faction you have got jay white and kenta who are main event players you don't need a third you do not need a third evil in this turn he has carried himself as a leader now if this eventually leads to an angle which me and you spoke about on the young lion cast countless times and jay white ends up turning face because of it then fine. And I have seen enough New Japan Pro Wrestling where I've gone, what the fuck is this? And then I've been made to eat shit because it's been a touch of wonder. So I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt on this. I just don't see why you would have Evil join Bullet Club and become one of the faceless and in rather than becoming either his own man, a lone wolf, he doesn't need a faction. What, a Shibata type? Yeah, or... Create your own fucking faction. You have got enough people. Create your own faction. Here's what I think. Look at where Bullet Club is. Tamatonga, Tangaloa, um, JY, Kenta. Um, they're in Florida. That's the fucking hot bet. That's basically a fucking Petri dish right now. They do not expect to have those guys back anytime soon. At the very least, for the next three months, and you can't just have fucking Takahashi ruling Bullet Club for the next three months. You just can't. <laughs> I must admit, I have found him quite entertaining. <laughs> he he has been entertaining. He's always entertaining undercard matches. It's just people normally skip them. Um, but yeah, he can, he's not a Bullet Club leader. As entertaining as I find, it's like I find Death Yamasan and Sadden. Um, very, very interesting. No, you don't. Don't lie. I would not have. Yes, yeah, I did. We argue about this every fucking starting cast. Um, 
and I wouldn't have her lead TTS in the same way I, I find Okay, but I can't think of a better example than that. No, you're but, absolutely yeah. right. He's not a leader. He's entertaining. He's not a leader. And yes, Bullet Club do need a leader. Yeah, exactly. So, like, in the short term, this is good. In the long term, New Japan are very good at booking themselves out of things that should long term fuck them. So, like, it, it probably could work. But, like, we'll expand more on, like, what Bullet Club's future seems to be. As we go on through Dominion. Now, through Dominion, most of these undercard tag matches don't have a ton to talk about, like a couple of angles. But apart from that, not a ton to talk about. So we'll talk about people's, like, if there's anything to do with the cup we want to talk about during this, we will, because we didn't go in depth for most people. So we start off, we start off with Taguchi, Kojima, and Nagata taking on Kid, Makabe, and Homna. This is your standard dad versus dad match with a young lion in there to take a pin. Um, it, it was fine. Can I, I'd very quickly like to highlight Sonata versus Taguchi because they have such a weird ke- chemistry, but like it works and make worked amazingly. In the it cup. did. You're right. But um, like I did not see that coming. But like I remember some. I forget who it was. I think it was Forrest Silver on YouTube where he was like, "I'm the only one who watched um six man tag championship matches in 2017, and I know that." Um, Taguchi and Sonata has a weird chemistry. I'm like, oh, I'll believe it when I see it. And so that they did. It was a really, really good match. But yeah, the only again, the only good thing coming out of that is Gabriel and Nagata are probably going to go at it, which whether that means a fight or sexually, we do not know yet, but that's definitely a thing that's happening. There is a weird tension there. But it, it is a weird tension. Like, you could cut it with an absolute knife. Like, I don't know. I could, I, I'm not saying... It's sexual. But what I am saying is Takahashi's trying to find a way to employ Gabriel Kidd. Um. Anyway, do you have anything you want to say about this match? No, it's fine. It's you know it's your standard opener. I thought you know everyone got their legs in. Everyone looked okay, but you know it's it's an opening undercard tag. It was it was nothing. It was nothing interesting really. Yeah. Um. Apart from above, it's weird though because Makabe had a decent. Cup, I didn't see that coming. Like his match with Ishii and his match with um, Suji were both really good. Yeah, yeah. Especially that Suji match. Jesus Christ, Goldberg. Yeah, the spear uh, straight out of the gate. <laughs> right out of the gate. Fucking I thought. Um, then it was Lij of Bushi, Takahashi, and Sonata taking on the Chaos Team with Ishii, Yano, and Suji. The fact that Lij is partnered against um, Chaos and not. Um, Bullet Club is telling me that this is, but is telling me that like this turn wasn't planned until last minute. Well, my question to you is: there's been there's been different reports. There's obviously been reports that Evil was going to turn his back on Lij. There was always going to be an Lij turn. They've been teasing that for ages. You know, they've teased Shingo, yeah. they've teased Sonada, and it was Evil that they pulled the trigger on. G one, it literally every G one since like 2017. Lij will do the pose in the middle of a ring, and one of the fuckers won't join in. That happens every exactly. Year. So the only surprise is really that it's Evelyn, who he's joined. Um, the thing that I loved in this, um, oh, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. My my question to you is, how spoilers? Uh, in my next question, how long ago, if the turn itself and if the joining of Bully Club wasn't done, you know, in advance, 
how long ago was it done in advance that Evil was the one to take the two championships off Naito? Because there's absolutely not a chance that that was planned in advance. You can't tell me that at Wrestle Kingdom 14, night two, they thought, yes, okay, he's going to have one defense against Kenta, and then at Dominion, he's dropping the belts tonight. Because, don't forget, the New Japan Cup was leading into Sakura Genesis, which... Mm-hmm. would have been where, you know, this would have all happened. And then are you telling me that Evil is the person that is going to headline Wrestle Dynasty at Madison I, Square Garden? I have a theory about that, and then we'll get onto that theory when we get to... Because this thing, Rob, when we get... I, I was going to say for something we get to forget about Savage right now, I want to talk just about the match, Evil versus Naito, and then we'll talk about the booking decision. Okay, fair enough. Um, but, but let's just make our way through because I kind of want... Because, A, I think if I hold you back more, you'll explode more, which I kind of like both here and when we're in Blackpool. So, <laughs> next One, th- next one thing I will is... say about this undercard tag, sorry, Chris, is um, Takahashi's gradual descent into madness is yeah. beautiful and uncomfortable he's, to watch. He's not taking this well. It's amazing. He's not taking this well. He's not taking the breakup of his dad very well. There's a, there's a video on Instagram going around at the moment of Sonata making noodles out of a machine and laughing about it. And it just says, the tagline is, Naito's been turned on by his best friend, Hiromu's descending into madness, Shingo's been overhauled by juniors, and Sonata's making noodles. <laughs> oh, and Bushi's had his clothes stolen by Dick Togo, and Sonata is making noodles. I just I found that really, really funny. Sonata just doesn't know how to comprehend some types of emotions like i say this is someone on the spectrum myself i think he might be on the spectrum <laughs> just can't comprehend emotion bless him yeah i think about because he also doesn't enjoy talking nope very much um he enjoys doing what he does to a clinical precision these are traits <laughs> carry on anyway anyway moving on um yeah this is another standard um match of course it was good because you know you have Five of the best in New Japan and Bushi. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, match number three, which my god is getting slated on Cage Match. Apparently, according to CageMatch.com, like, all the matches on Dominion have been put into Cage Match's match guide, which means it's matches they recommend you watch. It's just recommending the whole of Dominion. And this match is voted 3.92 out of 10. I don't remember it being that bad. It was um, Duki, um, El Desperado, and Kanemaru. Is, is it weird that like, it's, it's more of a subversion when we actually say Duki? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Um, defeated um, Tenzan, Wato, and Yamura. Of course, this was going to happen. Um, so Wato continued to look good. Um, it looks like he's going into a feud with Kanemaru, which I think is a good... You're not going to show what you can actually do against Duki, right? He's good, but he's not... He's not someone who can elevate someone. Kanemaru can put on great matches. He showed that throughout the Cup and last year's Super Genius. So, like, this is a match I'm legitimately looking forward to. Yeah, well, Kanemaru had one of our classic matches of the best of Super Juniors. Yeah, um, I think it would actually make my top five of last year's Super Juniors. And last year's Super Juniors was great. Oh, it's amazing. What a show. Um, yeah, and I don't know, ten, it just means Tenzan looking better, like not good, but better. I think they're just doing better in hiding how bad he has been. Yeah. Although, I have actually I'll go into what people have been calling for when we get to the match I'm talking about. Um, anyway, next was Ishimori and Takahashi taking on Goto and Okada. 
And fucking, of course, Takahashi's going to do a feud with Okada. <laughs> of fucking course he is. Jesus Christ. What a way to top off this fucking weird year by having fucking Okada in a feud with Yujiro. Now, I spoke before about how I was enjoying some of Yujiro's sort of, you know, his basically him being a dickhead. Um, he did say there's not a way, there's no chance he can match Okada's in-ring, but he can make damn sure that he drags him down to his level, which I thought was quite a good line. You see, that's, stuff like that, that's what I thought the Tai Chi feud was missing. Yeah, absolutely. That, you know, it's just a simple thing. Um, I, You know, Okada is going to win. Oh, 1 billion percent. And it's probably going to go 30 minutes. But it's... <laughs> the problem I have is... <sighs> It's a waste of Ishimori at the moment. Ishimori is doing nothing. Um, and when Yujiro's in the ring, there's a very noticeable drop in pace. And yet you can argue that is being heel. No, it's it's just a little bit boring. No, I, um, Yujiro is like a step below Yoshihashi in that regard. Like, we actually looked this up one Young Lion, Rob, like Takahashi's like, history. He doesn't have a lot of recommended matches on cave match he doesn't have a lot of like the best he ever does is like six rounds and then like one match against tana i'm like that's fine because again he's one of those people who is very who appears to be very content with his position like he clearly has a lot of fun yeah certainly you know he's had his chance at the iwgp heavyweight championship i believe he's had a run with the never championship he's never going to get to that level again is he so yeah but his thing were well maybe with covid because the roster is paper thin like, he might at least get an opportunity. But here's my thing with Yujiro and Okada. I'm looking forward to it because Yujiro has the op- um, is the type of person Okada might have to change for. And I'm I'm cautious about saying this because I thought the same thing about Taiji. But Yujiro might force Okada to have to do something different. Because, like, you look at Okada... But then, like, at the same time, I thought that about Gato, but then, like, as soon as Gato stopped healing up, Okada did Okada stuff. Yeah, sure. So, like, I'm cautiously optimistic, but, like, at the same time, it's it's the same feeling I have, I've had going into the last five elections over the last five years. <laughs> it's like, hey, there's a chance I won't wake up to a Tory government. Oh, fuck. Oh. Of course I fucking God have. damn it. Um, yeah, and if you think that's bad, I love Scotland. I guess it's, it, the reaction is worse up here. Up here, we went, and like when Margaret Thatcher died, I went to like three different the, the witches dead parties. Yeah. Um, anyway, then it was intermission. And then, Rob, we had the main event. Nothing happened after this. Nothing happened after this at all. We don't need to talk about anything after this. This is the main event. It was Shingo Takagi versus Show in the third match of their series. Um, they're amazing series. I'd argue it's probably the best trilogy of the last year. Is there a better one? Is there a better one? I'm trying to think. Um, Maybe Lee versus Miyahara? No, I'd argue... <laughs> Cole versus Gargano? It's up there. It's It's been an absolutely outstanding trilogy. I've enjoyed everything that they've done. They mesh so well, and obviously with Yo having that injury, I don't know where that leaves the junior tag belts um but it certainly frees show not that yo's a burden but you know what i mean um it certainly frees show to do these matches you know in that open weight division especially if they are now going all in on placing juniors in this division and actually making sure that you are aware yes juniors can challenge for this belt because of what happens afterwards um everything in this match was just 
fucking fantastic show <laughs> is just he's one of those people that constantly impresses me in different ways we talk about people that don't change their methods you know okada people like that but these two they've had what is effectively the same match three matches in a row and i've never once been bored i th- think it's we've done different shit like for example they were very clearly getting a lot of energy out in the super juniors match and that was the energy we were like I we've been, I've been wanting to like prove myself against this fucker for so long, and it was a different dynamic because Sho wanted to be the first one to beat Shingo because Sho thought he was like he thought it was his birthright basically, and that's the dynamic that was brought there. But in the second match at the cup, um, it was different because Sho still wanted to prove himself, but a knows how to beat Shingo because it's happened enough times, and b knows that he gets champ championship match here. And, like, it's weird, because, like, the first match was sort of a hybrid. The, sec- the second match was very much, like, strike, 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 strike. This match had more submissions than I expected. Like, the amount of time Shingo... And, like, thing is, Show kept laying traps and getting Shingo into the armbar, and I love that shit. It's the reason I love Jay White. Like, that's so good. Like, so many times he got into the armbar. I'm like, how the fuck did we get into this armbar? Yeah, and I think there is enough change for it to be good. You know, you've you've got Show who very much relied on his his speed and his power in the first match, and to you know to a lesser extent in the first round of the New Japan Cup. Um, the one thing that I noticed in the difference between Show and Yo is that Yo was very submission based, whereas Show was very. <laughs> sort of quickness and power moves. However, here, yeah, you're absolutely right. He worked the arm really, really well. I thought his ingenious ways of getting into that position were fantastic. And when he is broken off from Rapongi 3K and goes as a single star, that's going to stand him in really, really good stead. Well, that, well that's going to be him for the next few months with Yo out. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do and how that dynamic changes when Yo gets back. Because like, Yo strikes me as someone... Who can I compare Yo to? Like he's never going to be a, like I can see Show being a junior ace. Like you, he's had three super genius, and all three of is it three super genius? No, it's two. two. Twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah, two super genius, and he was standout in both blocks. Um, he was in. You do realize that what's going to happen is he's just going to turn and fate and join Bullet Club, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you know what Bullet Club need? More, More juniors. juniors, yeah, absolutely. Um, then again. Have like chaos, have like four juniors. That is true. That is true. Um, yeah, but you can't really class Rocky as a fucking junior, can you? He's not game for any. He's not game for the junior title, is he? Yeah. Well, he's in Lions Break right now, is it? Anyway. Um, but yeah, this match, I, I show seemed to be re- trying to wrestle, trying the operative word being to wrestle smarter because he wanted to. Because he was like, okay, there's more stakes here because I have a championship opportunity. I've never had a singles opportunity before. It's that, and as well, it's a newfound confidence. He's actually got a win over Shingo's now, oh. which he never had before. Yeah. Also, he has a low-key great lean strike. It's not like a V-trigger or a Kenta Miyahara um, knee strike where they like do a sort of bicycle thing. He just sort of jumps with the knee up, and it connects so well. I'm, I'm into it. It's like the best possible version of Triple H's knee strike. I'd love to know on this podcast how many times you've mentioned Kento Miyahara's name. It must be in the tens now. I, went, I may have went on a mini binge the other day. Good God. Everything is, oh, Kento. Oh, Kento Miyahara. He's so good. He, he is so good. Can't though. fucking sell, though, can he? 
Uh, he got better. You watch for you might argue back. I can I been months and I still can't say his name. He actually sold the arm really well there, apart from the last thirty seconds. <laughs> Where he forgot he had an injury. Suddenly hit the shut down two flats. Um but yeah. Um where does this match rank for you among the other two matches? Oh, it's difficult. Um We I gave their but- match in the best of Super Juniors a ten. Um for me it was <laughs> top three matches of the tournament, probably top two, if you don't count the final. It's my, it's my favourite match of block action. Yeah. Um, their cup match, again, was probably one of the best matches of the cup. I'd say it was probably top three matches of the cup. I gave that nine. Um, this here, it had everything I loved of those two previous matches. Did it touch their best of the Super Juniors match? Not quite. So I'd, I'd probably give it a nine. I'd say this was I'd say this was on par with their New Japan Cup match. I'd say it doesn't quite beat their best of the Super Juniors match because mm-hmm. the story in the best of the Super Juniors match and the emotion that show had, it just it I was more invested in that match. For context, um their two previous matches on Cage Match have 9.10 for Super Juniors and 8.5 for um, for the Cup. And then 8.73 for this. So it's bang in the middle then. So like, yeah, like broadly, I think um, between this and New Japan Cup, um, I think it mostly comes down to who your favourite is. Yeah, absolutely. They're both absolutely banging matches and I would highly recommend you going to watch both of them um, yeah I think personally I preferred this one to the cup match just just because there was a little bit more at stake yeah to be fair I I was I prefer the cup match just because I was like I'm, I'm so close to having a near perfect bracket <laughs> did you get did you get the entire first round right um, did I? Yeah, because you had Bushi to go over Yo. Yeah, I did. Oh, fuck. Man, I'm a genius. Um, no, 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 I didn't, because I had, um... Oh. Yeah, he did. did. Yay. No. Fucking yes. How was your first round? Fuck off. That's how it was. <laughs> anyway, next match. It's, it's weird, I've been ranting about half an hour matches all day long, but like this was a really good half an hour match. It was Dangerous Techers of Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. taking on the Goanations of Tanahashi and Ibushi. And oh, I'll let you. But first of all, I want to say the build-up to this was great, especially on the first night of Cup Action where they had their tag match. And um, both um, Sabre and Tai Chi relentlessly went after both people's legs. And that's how this match ended. I, I, I liked that little through line. Can we just appreciate yeah, for a he... second just how much just having two fresh teams and actually focusing on the tag division makes these belts feel huge. When was the last time that the IWGP Tag Team Championships main evented a main show or semi-main evented a main show? You're probably looking at the Golden Lovers versus the Bucks. That wasn't for the titles. Neither man had the titles. Exactly. So... When it's not, you know, just thrown away on Gorillas of Destiny, you've got the opportunity to build a tag division. This had a storyline. It had an amazing through story. You had 
all this build-up for it, and then it was capped off with probably the best match of the night. I, I did prefer Shingo versus Chef. See, just for all of the story, there was one moment where we had Tanahashi in a submission from uh, Taiji, and they got there in this really cool, innovative way. And Ibushi pegged it at them, like proper sprinted to go and break it up. And Zack Sabre Jr. just flew in from out of shot into this guillotine. And it was just all so seamless. It was beautiful. It really was. Everything these guys did just turned to gold. Gold maces. Oh. Um, everything from the kicks, the kick exchange between Ibushi and Taichi. Fucking hell, I love that shit. We went full we went like, full Kawada. It was great. I think Tai Chi's at his best when he's doing his Kawada impressions. It was it was a but we didn't have the Tai Chi bollocks. And because we didn't have the Tai Chi bollocks, you were able to see that he is the most improved wrestler of twenty nineteen. With you know, <laughs> there's no doubt about that he's come on so much he's turned you know so many people have turned the corner on him and he looked fucking great in this match as did Z- ZSJ and the tag tiles have been elevated so much now I cannot stress enough how much of a backward step it would be to just throw the belts on either Gorillas of Destiny or if they debut Gallows and Anderson I cannot stress enough how much you would undo all your hard work building that tag division up by just throwing it on those people. That's, that's been the story of the New Japan tag division for about five years now. It's like, oh, this is interesting. But, but it's... Oh, it's going it, to... No, so like, you look at Wrestle Kingdom 9, right? We had this big build-up to um, Shibata and... Goto. Um, Goto winning the championships, and then we lose them a month later at new beginning same thing with great bashio fucking sure the thing is you look at every other puro company you look at dragon gate you look at all japan you look at pro wrestling no you even look at stardom every other company in japan has worked out how to book a tag division and new japan just seem where i don't know why they seem so reticent you know what is okada doing at the moment having a feud with yujiro takahashi why throw him in the tag division with goto until you have got an actual program for him you can't tell me that goto and okada kasutsuka fucking okada holding those tag belts is not going to elevate them even more that's why I was mad when Tanahashi and Okada didn't enter Tag League as soon as they announced they were going to be a team and then never really did anything with their team. What I think should happen in like for Chaos's team is um, put one of the senior members, so an Ishii, a Goto, or an Okada in there with um, Yoshihashi. Because A, if you need them to lose, Yoshihashi's a decent fall guy, and B, Yoshihashi's at his best when in storyline he's being... Um, inspired to and being dragged up by his Chaos cohorts. Like you look at any match Yoshihashi's had with Goto or Ishii or Okada, they're always sort of doing the, come on mate, I I know you can do this and I think that'll be a great dynamic for a tag team. Sure. I mean, it's worked in every single G1. (laughs) Um, I think. Yeah, because you mentioned it, because you look at, say, we talked about earlier, Noah's biggest team, it's not their champion right now, but their biggest like team in terms of 
like especially in terms of international claim is access that's Goji Izaki and Nakajima and they're the national champion and JC champion and or you look at um, all Japan the violent giants are the Thai champions and Swam is the um, is the triple crown champion like I, I can't speak for Dragon Gate but again you look at Stardom um Konami and Jungle Hiona are bona fide um, contenders, and they were the champions of a long time. And then you have Bipu's and Jamie Hater. Jamie Hater's um, just getting into a stride, or, or was before COVID, and Bipu's was champion for like half of last year. She went straight so, from being champion to being the tag champion. It was literally in the space of about yeah. two shows. Yeah, exactly. And like, I I will watch Stardom's tag league. Because while it's not blow away, I at least know it's going to matter. New Japan's Tag League in the last year is an was an exception because like we actually followed through with Finjuice. But the last couple of years, it's felt pointless. Well, you say they followed through with Finjuice, did they? They just defaulted back to the Girls well, of Destiny. They, 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 seemed, they seemed like they were going to. And then as soon as they were like, oh, it's weird putting back on G.O.D. Because seriously, that main event... Is probably the worst title match main event I've seen in new, since well Elgin versus Suzuki, but one of the worst in Finjuice versus um, God at Atlanta. I was texting the group chat of this happening. I was disgusted about how bang average it was. So at the moment we've got no Gorillas of Destiny, and for the foreseeable, it seems we have got no Gorillas of Destiny. So. You look at the teams that you've got in the heavyweight tag division. You've got Dangerous Techers. You've got the Golden Aces. We've got no Finjuice. We've got no Gorillas of Destiny. Um, who else does that leave us with? Because obviously Evil and Sonada are no longer a thing. Spoilers. So do you team Sonada with Shingo? That would basically be the same dynamic. It, well, you say that, mate. You look at that match with New Year Dash. Fuck me. But that was evil and um that was evil and Yes, I know, but again, it's a similar dynamic. Do you throw Naito in there? Do you throw Naito in there with Sonata? Um, you know what, I think with Dangerous Tackers with how they work, a ten Koji match wouldn't be too bad. Oh. I'm not saying it would be blow away, I'm saying it would be alright. Yeah, I suppose. Especially Kojima. Especially if Kojima's the main force, and especially if they target Tenzan's knees. I imagine. Because like, that would finally give an excuse for his knees being bad. Um, I think Nagata teaming up with a young lion would be a good match. Because uh, I don't think you need named tag teams for a tag division to be good. You look at All Japan in the fucking 90s and like all their classic tag matches. It was just two top guys in a faction going at it like it, like Jumbo and Tawe versus um, Kawada and Masawa or Masawa and Kabashi versus Tawe and Kawada etc. Terry Gordy and um, like my favourite tag team match of all time is Terry Gordy and Stan Hansen versus Kawada and um, blah, why am I blanking? Kabashi, Masawa um, Kawada and Tenry ah. there we go and that is just two front together tag teams it's like oh <laughs> young Gaijin go with big Gaijin young native go with old native fight who do you see as the next challenges then I mean it's got to be a face I think it's Tenkoji see I think he'll end up being the team a chaos team and I see it being um, Yoshihashi Nishi 
That'd be really good. It would be, and it would be a nice storyline again. Obviously, you've got that sort of arc with Yoshiashi that he's never won a championship, and you know he's been in the company for the same time as Co- as Kazuka Okada, and look at the difference. Um, it's 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 a good story to have, and you've got two dickheads in ZSJ and um, Taichi. I think the the thought of ZSJ just because you saw how he ripped into into Sonata at Wrestle Kingdom when he tried to apply the skull end, and he was like, in front of Tatsumi Fujinami, you should be ashamed of yourself. Um, yeah, I think stuff like that with Yoshihashi could be really good, and like Yoshihashi's lack of charisma sort of gets mitigated in a tag setting. Yeah, absolutely, because you've got enough people there to carry the fact that he has no charisma, that he has, you know, that he's effectively a washing machine. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be an LIJ team because they're very much feeding with Bullet Club right Are now. Are they? Are they, though? Why were they in a match <laughs> with fucking Chaos? Because this is very clearly last minute and they seem to be um, trying to... Actually, no, they're not, because Chaos are feeding... Yeah, no, this is stupid. I hate New Japan. That's a bit far. <laughs> well, for, for, for the next fucking five minutes, New Japan's going to be my bitch. But first of all, what did you give this? Uh, I gave it a nine. I, I gave it a nine. I thought it was really good, really strong. Um, I, I know. I think it's because I watch more companies outside of New Japan now that, like, I'm just watching this and going, this should be your standard. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, Chris, main event time, mate. Right, okay, so I've said this before. We're going to keep the booking decisions, our thoughts on that, out of this until we've talked about the match, okay? Yeah, yeah. Because there are possible, well, there are issues of one, possible issues with the other. I don't want the two to get money. Okay. This match was fucking harsh shit. This is my least favourite match of the year. And it's not even like it's the worst match of the year. This had no reason to go 40 minutes this had barely enough good stuff in it to carry it to an 8 out of 10 20 minute match like this match should have been... have you ever seen Takeshi, um, Takeshi Marishima no right, he, he was a Noah guy right and instead of long epic uh, like he he was in Ring of Honor in the mid 2000s what was Ring of Honor known from the mid 2000s hour long epics when he was champion it was different because it would be 15 minute matches that's the sort of dynamic someone like Evil should bring to the championship be sh- and because of how New Japan books things, they're like, if something is in half an hour, it's probably not going to be good. Ignoring the fact that most of their best matches every year come from either G1 or Best of Super Juniors, both of which have um, half-hour te- um, time limits. And it is crazy to me how they possibly think this match had either enough heat after a day's notice, enough substance with someone like Evil who doesn't change things up, to go back, like the problem is, because I, I, I mentioned my disdain for this match on a New Japan group, and people, and people seemed shocked because they were like, "Well, why would you hate the longer matches? It shows how impressive work is." And it's like, that's not the point. I, I, I know how good these people are. I watch the product enough to know how good these people are. I don't need to be reminded every main event because half an hour main events are exhausting at the best of times. Let alone in this case. Because when I think back to this match, right, I didn't take notes from most of this match because there was nothing to take notes about. Like it, it so I had this way because I, I, I liked Naito's Kenta match, right? I'm one of the very few who seemed to love it. But like this, 
Kenta can get away with it because people hated him, especially in like the Osaka New Japan crowd hated him so much. And he did an unbelievably dastardly thing. Here, it was more shock than heat on evil. And then throughout most of his match, he was doing his normal shit, especially that fucking um, chair baseball thing. That can fuck off. At least he appears to have stopped doing the thing with Red Sheet. But one thing I definitely noticed in this match, Rob, is he was doing JYS tactics, which will bring me on to what I think about the looking room when we talk about it, but I just want to bring that mention to it now. But like the exception of that, this match did not feel like a match until I want to say the 25 ish minute mark. You know, when it started to feel like a match when Evil put Nitro's knee through the table and then like Nitro started to match come back. Nitro's offense pop because, of course, it did. He's an over baby face. Right, and then um, the interference happened, and I'm I'm not I don't hate interference in New Japan, right? Like some of my favorite matches in New Japan, AJ Styles versus Suzuki, or hell, even Okada and um, Omega at going to a 60 minute draw. That had outside influences. I don't necessarily mind that. I don't mind um, when the ref is knocked down, Ishimori coming out to attack. That's fine. That's something Bullet Club does. Hiromu coming out to save them. They equal stuff out. Fine. All good. I, I'm into it. Even the Dick Togo reveal, it's weird that he didn't take off the fucking mask until after much, but sure. But like, it ha- all happened at not spread out enough margin for it to feel overbooked at the end. So it's boring at the start, overbooked at the end with about five minutes of good shit from Nighter. That, that's how I see this match. And the ending was fine, like the Dick Kick and the um, STL. Sure, because it, it means. Naito isn't completely buried, but Evil looks um, hanged with Naito for enough of this match to seem legitimate. But like so much of this match was just fluff, and the storyline. But you can get away with the fluff. Like MGF and Cody got away with fluff at um, AEW Revolution, but but that storyline's been building for half a year. This storyline's been building for a fucking day, and nothing connected well in this match apart from like some of Naito's offensive aspects, because of how hard Naito hits. And this is just an awful match, in my opinion. Worst match of the year for me. Okay, so the match itself, just talking about the match, I didn't hate it as much as you. I thought it went a good 20 minutes too long. I think if this had been, like you said, if all everything had been compressed into 17, 18, you know, 20 minutes... Fine, I think you know we'd been looking at a seven seven star match. You know it'd have been, it wouldn't have been a match we'd have been talking about, but it certainly wouldn't have been a bad match. The problem is, we had Evil, who you know he's an over guy. You know people like Evil. You know people enjoyed his run in Lij. You know both of us like Evil. We have no issue with Evil. Um, one of the most underrated performers of last year's G1. Evil is a good wrestler who doesn't know how to put it together, which is why he's so suited to tag wrestling, because the pacing issues he creates. And we've talked about this, it's the evil problem, where the first part of the match is all fluff, and then I think that's my main problem, because normally like the last few minutes of an evil match, it's fucking great. Like, you look at the Ishii match, mostly shit, the last, like, five minutes where we got to see what we wanted to see, it was great. Here, we didn't get that because Evil's trying to heal up and he doesn't seem to know how to heal up. He seems to have forgotten how to do that. Like, the one 
good thing about this match is the knee squat through the table. But even then, that that knee didn't play a factor in the rest of the match, really, because what played a factor in the end of the match was the referee being knocked down and everyone interfering. If you want to properly heal up, you put the knee through the table and then finish it with a scorpion deathlock. Yeah, exactly, because he set up a scorpion deathlock early in the tournament against an injured Yoshihashi, so it's not like this that would have been out of nowhere and been unrealistic. It is crazy to me how, like, but this match has very simple fixes to make it good, but nothing like it's almost like we had a table of beautiful cakes and then picked a carrot cake. Actually, I like carrot cake, that's a bad example. Like, we picked a Christmas cake, fuck Christmas cake. The problem is, evil, no matter how good he is, no matter how many people like him, he has never, ever, ever felt like a main eventer. Not even in the way that Sonada, who doesn't quite feel like a main eventer himself, he still feels like more of a main eventer than evil. You can I've seen people comparing this to the Jay White. Pardon me. See, that, that's what's going to be. Yeah. I saw people bring this Jay White, but like, hey, Jay White had just had a. Honestly, and I want to say in 2018, Jay White was my favorite champion of the US belt. I'm trying to think of one better. Like, Okada had good matches, but like at the end of the day, I found myself enjoying watching Jay White more than I did watching Okada. I was watching Okada more for his opponents, whereas Jay White pulled a really good match out of fucking David Finlay. And then, like, so him being a champion, but like, it was unexpected. A little, like, a little bit unexpected. I wasn't overly shocked, but like, it was still unexpected. But then here, like, it, like, Evil wasn't built up. It happened in a day. And like, I understand I wanted to divorce the booking, but like, that's something you can't escape. Evil was expected to become a main eventer in a day, and that was never going to happen. And I'm sorry, like, people are going, well, I we actually had this argument in the Discord. Someone going, oh, what, what makes you think this is a last minute decision? They've lost everyone who could potentially, like, so many people could potentially be a main roster, um, a main guy. And like, New Japan protect singles matches almost to a fault, right? So the fact that we lost Osprey, Kenta, um, Juice Robinson, so like so all these people who would Jay White, all these people who would potentially be uh, main event programs, they're all gone. And they're not gonna spunk away an Okada night match because that's an on a half empty Dominion because that's not a that's a draw that, that's not a draw. But like something like Goto or Ishii isn't enticing enough for some people. So like they felt the need to do this. Anyways, but yeah, sorry, continue. Look, I we've gone from a tag team wrestler being thrust into the main event. That's not in itself bad. The turn, fine. The match went too long. You know, Evil knows one way to wrestle. He started to wrestle in a more heelish way. We had the table, we had the stuff with Milano Collection AT, which was great. Um, but it doesn't feel like evil's time it doesn't feel this doesn't feel shocking it felt like panic booking because that's when when you you look at the three other shocks in the last in like this generation of new japan it's the style shock the white shock and the okada shock right all three of them had at least a month to build up that this match was happening like so at least you can go in that time They've been preparing, they've been in tag matches, they, they've won tag matches in that time as well. So, like, that it all 
sort of makes sense, it also falls into place. Like, it isn't such a juxtaposition in your mind, even though, especially to the Jay White shot, people had a guttural hatred towards it. It still made sense. It still didn't. Okay, I, th- I think we're done talking about the match now. We can just talk about the booking. Um, it was last minute. It was slapdash. New Japan aren't good at last minute booking. What New Japan are good at is certain things will happen at certain time of the year and we can book around that, right? That's just how New Japan, like, I, I mentioned this people think I'm criticizing New Japan. I like New Japan for that. I like the pattern-based booking. Like, for example, um, just to show you how segmented it is, all the shocks, with the exception of the style shock, happen at New Beginning in Osaka. Um, title changes only ever really happen at New Beginning for the IWGB Championship, at New Beginning in Osaka, at um, Dominion, or at Wrestle Kingdom. That's where changes happen. For the longest time, G1 winners didn't beat um, IWGB Champions. And until this year, because it's probably not going to happen, every Osaka... Ma- um, G1 match involving the IWGP champion would w- end up in the IWGP champion losing to his next challenger of, of Ishii against Okada in 26. That's just how they do things. And so they're not good at last minute building. So, like, I was going to compare them to WWE, but, like, it doesn't terms of schedules. I don't think that, that's fair. So, what I'm going to do, I'm going to compare them to Stardom. Stardom is very used to losing a large majority of its roster. They get raided like the fucking ECW in the 90s, yeah. right? So, uh, so recently they've lost, um, just they've lost so many people like Hazuki Gatsu, Arisa, Hana, etc. And they don't, and they don't feel anemic, COVID even with COVID losing all their gaijins, because, because they were very good at quickly booking Donna Del Mondo to be that new hot faction, and like elevating Jungle Kiona, elevating some of the rookies. It was grand. Here, New Japan lost a good third of their roster and didn't know what to Because here's the thing, Rob. Here's my booking theory, and I've seen a few people bandy this about, and I'm not going to pretend this is an original idea, but like it makes too much sense. I think this is meant to be Jay White. Hear me out. Because Evil did, did a lot of Jay White-esque ta- um, tactics, but not as well as Jay White. Like, the limb psychology evil never did that and whoever told evil he's good at targeting a limb needs to just be fired um the managers getting involved in such a big with jay white moves i think what happened was they lost who they were going to go with going forward and were like we can't deviate from our original plan too much when in reality having the belt on night for another couple of months would have been fine because like honestly if you're, if you're last minute booking, you don't last minute book um, this. Like, you look up and down the card, even if you want a new champion, there are, I, there are five better options, and even with Evil, there are like half a million ways to do this better. I, I'm, do I hate the decision? No, because my biggest issue with the IWGP Championship and the IC Championship is how exclusive they are. So something like this, I'm kind of happy that's blown open. It's like if this was attached to a better match, I may I may be less guttural towards it. But the fact that it's evil, the fact that of what is last ten singles matches, I adore one of them. It sort of just throws me off, and I'm intrigued, but I'm not. This is this is a large misstep. 
in my opinion. And I understand they're like, uh, we don't need to draw houses, but this just feels like we need a Bullet Club guy to win it. We can't have it be you draw so quickly throw Eagle and Bullet Club. Okay. Do I have a problem with the shock? No. I have issues with the booking of it. I have issues with what has been won, and I'll get into those in a minute, because I've got a long, very, very garbled sort of sentiment that I want to get across. So the first thing that I want to get across is, let's be honest, Evil is a Poundland Undertaker. He's the man with the weird sickle, and he's the man with the cape. The, the, the ceiling for Evil, you talk to any New Japan fan Evil was never in the IWGP Heavyweight Championship picture. You mentioned how it's always been a very exclusive club, and that's fine. Evil had his place. He was a never, maybe pushing an Intercontinental Championship. So to have that juxtaposed against him winning fucking everything, you know, with little to no build, is very, very shocking. The second thing is, of all the people in LIJ search your feelings, you wish that it was Shingo or you wish that it was Sonada. Be- um, a lot of people a lot of people don't like Sonada. I think with Sonada, they feel, and I completely get this, but with, Okada, with Sonada, they feel that it would have to be Okada because of what happened last year, which makes sense. Well, that's sense. fine, but Naito won his first... You know, look at whoever... You know, not everyone wins their first championship to complete an arc. You know... Yeah, no. Exactly. Like, honestly... The scenario that could have been beaten by beating Okada. As exactly, champion. exactly. It, it could be done a million ways. The fact that it was evil, I think, surprised people. Um, you know, I think evil was the perfect winner of the New Japan Cup. That worked. The turn, fine. Don't mind that. Joining Bullet Club, I've already expressed my annoyance that he's had to join Bullet Club. Why he couldn't just join his own faction or even be a lone wolf? Um, I don't really understand. Uh, we haven't even touched on his new. Um, gear is new music, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, the fact that not only has Evil won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, he's won the Intercontinental Belt as well. Why? You can still have this shock and have Naito just defend one of the belts, but now you've gone from Evil, who is a perennial upper mid-carder, to Evil being the top guy of your company, the face of the company, holding both belts. I love Evil. I have always loved Evil. He is not the guy you want to take both belts off Naito. Now, if that's the case, and it was supposed to be Switchblade Jay White, that would have worked. I mean, you look at after Wrestle Kingdom 13, and how they swapped out Kenny for Jay White. Okay? They can do it, Mm. but this isn't that. Okay? This storyline would have worked a lot better if they'd taken the time to think, right, okay, so we're going to do this with Evil. All right, well, does he need to drop the title at Dominion? No, okay? There can be some sort of finish where Naito literally just gets the better of Evil or have Evil turn after losing at Dominion. Have him turn then. Then have a period of him wrestling heel. Get him learning the heel tactic. Get him to learn how to target a limb and actually have that limb. Play a story. Play into the finish of stories. You know, really have him put over the Scorpion Deathlock. Then, later on in the year, maybe at a King of Pro Wrestling, then have him take one 
of the belts off Naito when Naito has stopped defending both championships because that's the issue that New Japan have put themselves into. They've now got to explicitly say that they aren't defending both titles. And now you've ended up with a mid-card that not many people are behind holding both belts. I mean, if I had said to you, Chris, when New Japan came back on the 14th of June, that evil, okay, and not, you know, not sickle and laser pen evil with the with the best low-key best music in new japan okay not that evil but a weird shaman evil who's now joined bullet club would be holding both belts and evil accompanied by dick fucking togo by the way didn't hate that quite enjoyed the fact that he came dressed as bushi <laughs> no because when he came out i was like Oh, it's Bushi. Are you going to... that's, that's too big to be Bushi. Yeah, inst- instantly, absolutely everyone knew that was Bushi. In my head, I'm, I immediately went, oh my God, it's Tamatonga. Um, that would have been fucking great if it had just turned up Gunstone. I just, I feel like this entire thing, it's been, it's been done as shot value and it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, evil's great. New Japan doesn't do shock value. New Japan does shock value well when we have a month to prepare for it. They can't do it on a day and like this is absolutely back against the world booking like honestly i think you're blind if you think it's anything but like i don't like saying something like that i don't like going against like bland um like blind fanboy because like while it can be annoying at the end of the day that's an undying um enjoyment of something and that's something we all want but like you can't you can't say this isn't slapdash like there's no way this is it's not like and we mentioned other people who could be. I tried not to do that because, like, at the end of the day, I want to critique a story for what it is rather than what it isn't. But, like, what this feels like is, like, if I, if I just can't get... Because Gato needs his patterns. We've seen it before. Where, like, if something deviates, we'll just plug someone in, right? Again, you, you mentioned Kenny and Jay White. Like, when you look at Jay White's um, story, it, yeah, it does look like they quickly put the belt on Jay White so we can have... Gaijin versus Okada at MSG. That's what it looks like. And but while that ends up working out, you can't live like that. Like You can't just plug and play your booking because it feels like Evil was put into Jay White's position and Evil does not suit being in Jay White's position, not in any way, shape or form. I do not have an issue with the fact that Evil turned heel. I don't have an issue with the turn at all. The turn from a member of LIJ has been coming. Again, I just stand by the fact that I would have preferred it. It's been been, yeah, of course it's been done before, but the entirety of wrestling has been done before. Nothing in wrestling, apart from no, DDT, no. is original. Um, I just... I, my issue is, does other people have preferred it to be? Um, the way they've done it seems... Slap. And again, and again, you say that, but don't forget, they've been dealt a hand that absolutely no one could have foreseen, and we've got to give them that. Yeah. But- okay. There's no Jay White. There's I, no I, Osprey. I, there's there's not there's no Gaijins at all. Okay. You've got so fine. Props to them for doing this. And again, I will say, New Japan have done weird shit before and proved us wrong. And I am willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. I am willing to give. Like samurai evil, I am willing to give it a chance. The problem is that evil has proved now on two matches back to back against Okada against Naito that in those main event spots he sort of sucks. 
Yeah, Rasmussen, because he was given semi-main at New Beginning, and it sucked there too. My issue is here. Again, it's I'm I'm fine with there being a shock. I'm fine with all these. It's every single thing's been done poorly. And you mentioned that yeah, there's so many. Um, there's only so much they could do. I'm sorry, but like back against the wall again. You look at the way Stardom had to book, the way All Japan had to book, the way and like everyone, everyone's had to book. They thought like New Japan's easily done the worst job of like the last minute change around booking. Like you look at the table of possibilities, and like while this isn't necessarily like this may long term not necessarily be a bad thing. They've definitely looked at a table of good ideas and picked the worst of the possible good ideas. Absolutely. And again, I've seen, I've seen, there's a podcast, I don't know who does it, and I apologize if it's you. Um, there's a podcast going around, and I, I think it's something called the Death of Pro Wrestling Podcast. Oh, um, for it. Um, yeah, I know. I listened to that because it was, um, it's Forrest Sower, Joseph Monticello, and Tyler Williams, all of which individually as YouTubers check them out. They make great content. Has is evil the death of New Japan Pro Wrestling? No, of course he fucking isn't. Don't be ridiculous. Okay, he's, he's mentioned that it's a clickbait. yeah. I I completely understand. I get that. But there are people I, who actually... are that triggered by this and are like, "This is the worst decision in the world. This is ridiculous. I'm not watching." Well, give it time. What I will say is, on that podcast, Joseph Monticello made a really good point in that as we have, like, he isn't particularly a fan of any promotion he sort of jumps around he wants to consume as, as much of like the main parts of wrestling as possible so he can like get a sort of a broad stroke um which i think is not a illegitimate way of watching it but like i while i do enjoy doing that i for the most part i do enjoy having promotions that i just follow like for the most part like my main promotions right now are new japan stardom and then i dip, dip my toes and other things as fans of New Japan, he pointed out that, like, he, he, he likened this to Ring of Honor at, in the late 2000s, where, like, we're there going, we're here going, okay, this is interesting because we're so used to what the product's been, and he was, like, out of Ring of Honor. But, like, as fans, we'll be the last to know when New Japan gets back, because it will. Like, you look, because everyone on this podcast also made this point of there is industry darlings. And every seven years, the industry darling changes. It's been about seven years for New Japan since they took over from Ring of Honor slash BWG. Something new's coming because, like, another thing, like a lot, of, a lot of the problems we have in New Japan are because of expansion-minded booking. And more that's again not illegitimate. The bubble pops, and when the bubble pops, as fans, will be the last to know. I'm not saying this is the bubble pop, but I'm saying it probably will. And when it does, we'll be the last to know because we, we we enjoy it. We're in the bubble. We haven't spoken at all about the fact that Naito has yet again dropped the belts in a premature and ill-inspired way. Yeah, well, to be fair, I'm not sure how ill-inspired, because like, the last one, um, his first title reign was a means to an end. His first um, title um, run was, oh shit, Nakamura's gone, we need, some, we need that cool tweener in Nakamura's place quickly let's get Naito up there like that's what that was that's what 2016 was it was rebuilding from the loss of AJ and Nakamura like and it was building up Kenny and Naito it was a means to an end here if this is a means to an end I'm kind of not okay with, okay with that because Evo isn't going to be a long-term guy as soon as you get White back as soon as you get Kenta back he, Evo is going to be thrown by the wayside I'm sorry he just is 
Either that, or they are going to go all in on him and turn Jay White face. My point is, Chris, though, even if this was supposed to be Jay White, okay, say Jay White was supposed to win the New Japan Cup and he was the person to challenge Tetsuya Naito at Sakura Genesis, that is still a transitional reign for Tetsuya Naito. It doesn't matter if it's evil, if it's Jay White, if it's Yoshi fucking Hashi. It is still a transitional... We've just gone through the euphoria of Tetsuya Naito finally banishing the demon that is Kazuchika Okada, getting rid of that monkey off his back in one of the better cases of long-term storytelling. Did they book themselves into a corner with the double uh, championship storyline? Yes, look at where we are now. But to then have them throw it away, he's had one defense against Kenta. So what was the point? What what, what have we achieved? Okay, I think what you're forgetting is like it's a we're gonna, we're like again, but him losing it feeling premature right now is down to the situation and New Japan being unable to deviate from like the broad stroke um, booking. Because when you think about the defenses he would have had. He would have had um, his defense against Kenta, his match with Hiromu, a Dantaku defense, and a Sakura Genesis defense. Like, he would have had um, three defenses for... um, Three defenses and four singles matches. And that's about as much as anyone not called Okada has gotten recently. Like, one thing people seem to forget about Okada because it happened so long, his reigns are rarer than you'd think. Like, we've been watching... Uh, we were watching through the Tanahashi and um, Okada stuff, and, like, during... The t- um, we were just entering a period, about to enter a period where during that time, the belt switched between Okada, Tana, and AJ fairly regularly, and it was still a decent product. So, like, that would have still been a satisfying reign. A six-month, six, seven-month reign is still a satisfying reign. It's just a case of they didn't... They, in their heads, they thought, oh, well, he still had a seven months to take it off him instead of as defences. I disagree. I completely disagree. Um, but that is a personal thing. I just think that, yeah, okay, a six-seven title, a six-seven month title reign where he's been defending the belt, fine. Don't worry about that. I'm, I don't for a minute think that every championship oh, reign should be five hundred and something days. But to drop it in this manner again after one title defence, you can see why this yeah, has triggered so many yeah. Naito fans. I can agree, like, as it stands now, that was a bad call. I'm saying if this was the original plan, that wasn't... But don't forget, Chris, the the New Japan Cup is in March. Yeah, that's the thing, because the original... Because what I think the original plan was... I don't think the original plan was for a Bullet Club guy to win the Cup. I think the original plan was for Sonata to to win the Cup and have his match with um, Naito lose, and then it would be a Bullet Club guy winning at Dominion, so he could defend it for the G One. I think that was the initial plan, not the. I sorry, I didn't make that right. Okay, case. that makes more sense. Um, look, it's let's. I've got a feeling that we could talk about this till the cows come home. Let's let's just sign off with this. Well, we need we need to. Go oh, we need to go. The, yeah. Well, plan. let's get on to that in a sec then. Okay, so to get, say what you want to sign off with, um, sign off this segment with, and we'll get onto the card. Because like we're, we're right now, we're speculating on where it can go. This card will give us some solid indications. Exactly. Of where it can go. Well, these cards 
Two cards announced. Exactly. So, We've got storylines to come in the match that Evil has, um, his first championship defence. The storylines there. Give it time. We'll give it time. We'll give... You know, New Japan have earned our trust. You look at the last five years... I will say, very quickly, is... I forgot... I'm sorry. I, I, I completely banged me to mention this. One thing I have learned... In my time watching New Japan, if there's a guy you get really invested in when he's constantly chasing a championship, he's probably never going to have long reigns. Like, you look at Juice with the US Championship is my biggest example, or Goto with another championship. But if New Japan sees someone as good at chasing the championship, they're never going to give them a satisfying reign because they want to have him perpetually yeah. chasing it. Look, let's, let's see where this goes. I will just say the fact that Evil has won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and Suzuki hasn't. That's fucking abhorrent to me. There's, there's one guy playing a fantasy New Japan yeah, League who filled out his brackets when he was this drunk. Is, this is when you let 2K <laughs> Universe mode yeah, book right. your fucking game. Oh, yeah. like I, The other day, I was like, okay, I'm going to take default rosters, add in a couple guys, um, send it to the Rumble, and then book from Rumble to Mania, see what happens. I gave up, because by the time I got there, they'd imported people who wasn't even in the... It wasn't even on my thing, and then for some reason, Dolph Ziggler was to be the champion. I'm like, nope, none of this. <laughs> Absolutely none of this. Um, yeah, let's just see where it goes, and uh, I think Sengoku Lord and Nagoya will uh, will help us look forward. So, Chris, very quick, quickly, I want to mention the main event. Um, just sort of not just the main event, but the pairings on the shows because, like, it's very like normally New Japan sort of just. Their faction-based booking, they other feuds fall into place. Like you look earlier this year, where Lij was feuding with Bullet Club, um, and you had um, Okada, no, and you had Naito going up against Kenza, and then because of that, Jay White naturally fell into a feud with um, with Sonata. Here, here, it's Moss Landash, both Chaos, um, but like for example, randomly. Um, the LIJ members are in feuds with Suzuki Gun, Chaos, and Bullet Club. I think they're trying to tell a story of an LIJ in in Chaos. Yeah, in exactly. Just you know, battling on all fronts, and that that can work. You know, battling Bullet Club, battling Evil, battling um, Chaos, battling um, Suzuki Goon. It it could work. It just it it'll just take a little bit of getting used to. I think. Maybe oh, we'll see. I don't know the deviation is fine, but like I don't trust New Japan when we deviate because we get shit like we got the other day. Um, Kado is in more matches because that's what we need. Like you literally can't like bring in like any freelancer right now. Like so many Wrestle One guys just became available and you're using Gado. Um, and but like the main event of this, I'm actually fairly interested in because it's Dick Togo, Togo, Evo, and Ichimori versus Bushi Naito and Takahashi. I think all these people have pretended to work well together, and I've not seen Dick Togo wrestle real. This is so, um, like, am I right in thinking that this is the uh, New Japan Road show? New- right, sorry, yeah. I thought you were talking about Sengoku Lord. I was like, that's not the main event. So I'm talking about um, New Japan. Sorry. You liar, that's not the main event. 
yeah, Wrath of Men and Venom. But yeah, um, I've not I've not really seen Dick Togo work. Have you? I I know literally nothing about him apart from the fact that it sounds like Dick Toga, which is what I make for my penis with my boxer shorts. Um, Dick Togo, he's a, he's um. He currently works for Michinoku Pro, weirdly enough. I didn't know they were still going, um, but apparently, he's a, from what I've been told, he's a Michinoku Pro legend. I mean, you look at where he's wrestled. Yeah, he's like wrestling like the standard freelancer loop. Like, he, he's wrestling like Wrestle One and Big Japan, and he wrestled in Stardom last year. Well, with a Stardom event, but like DDT or Japan, like, he sort of makes the normal freelancer loop. So like I don't know if you pay attention to like non like non major Japanese wrestling you're probably fairly excited like because like he's old he's fifty but like that's of Nagata proves that's not a proof of um that's not a proof of quality so I'm willing to give Togo a chance so I'm gonna I'm actually gonna go on my way to watch this match just to see how Togo yeah performs. fair enough and another member of the Bullet Club roster as well yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm going to quickly run down Sengaku Lord. I'm going to run down other matches if you feel you have something you want to say about a match. No, I'll wait till the end. It's fine. Um, okay, so Ishimori versus Yuyamura, which should be fine. Um, Taguchi, Kojima, Homna, and Makabe taking on Gabriel Kidd, Suji, Yano, and Ishii. Um, Sho, Yoshihashi, and Goto taking on Bushi, Sonata, and Naito. Um, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not. Um, Wato, Tenzan, Nagata, Ibushi, and Tana taking on Duki. Kanemaru, um, Suzuki, if he's cleared, we actually don't know yet. Um, ZSJ and Taishi. I wouldn't be surprised if this match got reworked, to be honest. Um, Okada taking on Takahashi, because, um, you know, we, we need to spunk over you to be set up quickly, because we also have Takagi and Despi and Evo versus Hiromi. Hiromu, I think, is interesting. Do we just want to pretend the junior championship doesn't exist? Um, I think at the moment it's taking a back seat, hasn't it? Yeah, but what I think would have been a better way to do this, because, like, yeah, evil betrayed, um, evil betrayed Naito, but, like, who was evil's best friend in L.I.J.? Sonata. I think that would have been the more match, because especially since Sonata was kind of turned on because evil did him dirty in their match. Yeah, I think in terms of the junior championship, you are. I think they were building Eagles as the next challenger. Yeah, well, but yeah, but like you look at the rest of the roster, like if they just want to plug in the chaos guy, they have show. Who's just gone for the never openweight championship? He can't then flop to the junior championship when he already holds the IWGP junior heavyweight champion tag team championship with no build. Okay, but it's not like you have no junior division right now. You have Kanemat. Like, even if it's not the best junior division, you have Despi, Kanemaru, Doki, Wato, um, Dick Togo, I'm pretty sure technically qualifies as a junior. If not, oh, well, they had Shingo be a junior for a year. And, like, even you could give Young Lions a shot. And you have fucking Ishimori, who, like, and Bullet Club and... Um, Bullet Club and LIJ are kind of feuding. So what I think would have been much better... It's um, Evil versus Sonata, Hiromu versus um, Ishimori, especially since Ishimori had a fairly pivotal role in Naito leading the championship. Now, you see, I think what they're going to do here, spoiler, it's Evil versus Hiromu in the main event. What I think they're going to do 
is A, having Hiromu in this position is a more compelling story for me just because I think his descent into madness has been great and if they continue with that over the New Japan Roadshow then that'll be ace. I think Evil will beat Hiromu and I think at the end you will have Ishimori who will destroy Yamura in the first match. I think you'll have him come out and challenge Takahashi after the match. I imagine that is probably what's going to happen. Well, I think it would be more, because like, you're not going to come out and challenge the leader. So what I f- think will happen is Ishimori one more. Yeah, I guess that makes sense, because then they're like, that's a draw later down the line, especially in the Toromi versus um, Ishimori. is like one of the better matches. Of, well, actually, I think it's it, it was your match of the year in 2018. Um, it? it was certainly top three. I can't remember. I did, I did have a list. I think it was the second. I can't remember what one was, though. Omega, Omega Tanahashi. Versus... No, no, that was the year oh, after. What was it in 2018? Yeah, Okada, Okada and Omega, and, of course it was. Uh, yes, um, but yeah, I th- again, I think Okada versus Yujiro could be interesting. But I keep thinking of this uh, about this with Okada feuds and keep getting let down. But like, I think Yujiro, before Yujiro dragging Okada down to his level, it's something different. I doubt it'll be anything blow away, but it could be something interesting. But again, I, th- this is me saying it as a fan. I wouldn't. I don't blame any outside, um, like casual New Japan fans for fucking hating this. And then Takagi versus Despy, I'm just out and out looking forward to that. I, I love Despy, and like I think it could be like the Kanemaru Shingo um, dynamic, where like Despy is a really good in the ring, but B cheats like any other motherfucker. So I think Despy will be like trying to get the championship through hook and through crook and uh and especially after Shingo just went through a little series of show i think that's a good little change of pace so like this is like the one thing i am like with no asterisk happy about on this card and then like this last match i'm happy i'm happy about this match in theory again evil's not a bad worker and Hiromu is like a f- he, he's my top he's top three in new japan for me and I'm pretty sure he's just out out Rob's face <laughs> in New Japan. So, yeah, this match will be good. The, the booking, I'm still questionable. It's a safe, well, not necessarily safe, because like, it's a junior versus a heavyweight. But like, in terms of like match quality, it's potentially safe. And because it's Hiromi, there's a possibility it would be like a quick like 15, 20-minute match as opposed to like the 40-minute slog versus the night of match. So, two of the three main events, Two of them I am cautiously excited about. One of them I am absolutely excited about. Watch for two I'm cautiously excited about being made and the one I'm cautiously <laughs> excited about. Um, as, very quick thoughts about those three main events because the others are much of a muchness. Um, yeah, tag matches. That's the main yeah, events. Okada versus Yujiro could be good. Um, I, again, I'm similar to you. I'm cautiously optimistic. I've got nothing but love for Shingo and, and Desperado. I've always loved Despy, so that's going to be great. Um, Despy had a low-key, really, really good match against Ishii in the Cup, so if it's like that... We forgot to mention that. That was really good. That leg crumble. Oh, that leg crumble powerbomb was amazing. But if it's if it's like that, turned up to, a, you know, turned up a level, then I'm all on board for that. Um, Evil versus Hiromu, you know, irrelevant of all of the context around it. It's going to be a good wrestling match. 
Um, I think Hiromu can do some great things, and I think Evil, you know, has got a chance to really spread his wings, which hopefully he will be able to do. One thing I want to note about this main event, and it is going to be the last thing I note, it's yet another match for both championships. Why? Yeah, like, honestly, I think they even need to retire the IC Championship, which I would be more in favour of if the US Championship was still floating about, but, like, that's lost for ether, right? No, like, just get Moxley to send it back. Well, I am going to be quite... I'm just going to be... Just remember that King of Pro Wrestling, they had to change the entire show because Moxley couldn't defend it once because of a typhoon where they wouldn't let him into the country. So why on earth is he still holding the US? I understand it was supposed to be ZSJ... But just having vacate the title and having come back, make it into a storyline. It makes no I, sense I, that he's still got the belt. No sense. I, I have two things to say about that. One, um, the reason is that it's like the rule: if you don't turn up to a title defense, you automatically strip. So like they might be trying to keep it on him as long as possible. Um, but which is stupid because like at the end of the day, like Japan have been as figuring to start letting people come in again but hey i don't think that's going to fucking last long i think we're just trying to, i think we're trying to open up too early because um they want to guarantee the olympics next year but also they've been saying we're talking about it in terms of hotspots you know who else lives in fucking florida moxley no, no it doesn't, i was just gonna say it doesn't but, but, but his wife has got like coronavirus at the moment his wife has coronavirus works for a company who has very lax corona um restrictions and they both of which spend a lot of their time in florida yeah, i i wouldn't bank on seeing moxley no. anytime soon yeah just send the belt back who you can do the razor versus sean thing when he yeah does exactly just you can make it into a story have the fact that you know the only way that new japan have been able to get the belt off him is by vacating it or forcing him to vacate make it into a storyline it makes moxley look and fucking I- badass yeah, that's the thing, because it happened twice, and you can say, last time this happened to me, I beat the guy who took yeah, my exactly. Um Also, like, it makes, it, sorry, Chris, it makes for compelling TV. Make it a tournament. Look at what Starnum have done with the Y belt. I mean, obviously, far worse circumstances, but it, you're looking for things to fill your cards. You've got this Summer Explosion tour, or is it called Summer Explosion? Summer, summer Struggle, sorry. Um, oh, summer you, Struggle. It is going to be a fucking Well, struggle. if you look at it's such a long tour. Now, I imagine half of them are going to be like little Road 2 shows, but for those Corican shows, why not have a tournament for that US title and have it culminate no. in maybe a ZSJ versus Suzuki match? That would be tasty. No, it didn't. Noah um, had a two-day show where it was just the tournament to see who would face Nakajima for the championship. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you're right. Like, there's no... Again, I feel like when New Japan is against the wall and they have a table full of good options, they panic and pick the yeah. worst one. No, I'm with you on that. Like, this this is New Japan in panic booking mode and we don't know what to do. Because, again, you brought up Stardom being able to do it because they're used to panic booking. New Japan's not used to it. Like, when people... Like, for example, when AJ and... When AJ left, it was sudden. But, yeah, but, like, when... Um, What's this fuck? When Nakamura left, like they had a month to prepare and they prepared well. When Galazanatan left, they had a month to prepare and, prepare and they prepared well. When Kenny left, they had like AEW was announced um, before and was in the work for ages. So like we were like, yeah, we can throw the belt on Tanahashi as collateral. This is like proper last minute booking for New Japan. And they're not good. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, I'm going to just end up where they'll continue shitting on New Japan, which is my favorite thing. Um, thank you for listening. I get it's been so long since I've fucking hosted. Um, you can join us at all the relevant places. We're on Podbean, we're on Stitcher. Are we still on iHeartRadio? Is that still a thing? Um, did our servers get burned down? I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Spotify, we have a YouTube channel, but go ahead. We're, we're on all of them. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Podmania. You can join our Facebook group. You can join the Stardomcast Discord, where we do talk about a lot of New Japan as well. It's, if we're not talking about Stardom, we're talking about New Japan, both me and Rob are fairly frequent in there. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Chris Ospiro. I'm at Real Rob Goodwin. Yes, um, we look forward to seeing you next month. We'll probably be talking about the um, Sengeki Lord and the Goya show. Um, some of the New Japan Road stuff. If there's anything interesting, rest of it will we'll let you know. Bye, Bye. guys. You've been listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podmania, Facebook at Podmania Podcasts, and YouTube and Instagram at RealPodmania. And check out the website, podmania.co.uk. Until next time, wrestling fans. Podmania.